Welcome back to the Escape Bro Podcast, everybody. My name is Fung. I am Ron. And as always, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, just before we start, I'd like to remind everybody to hit that subscribe button, that notification button, and also leave us a comment. That does help us out with the content whenever you guys do so. Um, hey, Ron. Hey. What's going on? It's another week, another day, another yeah. episode. I don't know if you just picked it up, but a plane just flew above us. I think I think picked it up. Did it? Yeah. It's quite loud. Anyway, yeah. I did, so, not, yeah, I did not hear it at all. <laughs> this is a uh, the second of a back-to-back short week. Um, last week was the short week was the, the Friday. This week's short week is the Monday. Good stuff. Uh, Got yeah, a nice how, break. Yeah. How, how do you do in um, – do, do you think that uh, these short weeks affect you now that you, you sort of have it a does. irregular- It does. Honest, honestly, it throws me off a little bit because, um, you know, having my own thing going on as a freelancer and my own business owner, like the work keeps coming and you never know when to actually shut off. Right, right. It's, it's annoying. And then when you do try to break, take a break, like you feel really guilty about it afterwards. <laughs> I guess that's, that's a good thing about- um, corporate work right or cor- yeah. the, the corporate world when when it's like a holiday or a weekend you not only do you not you know you're not expected to do any work it's sort of like you need to stop expecting anything from anyone after say 12 p.m on a friday yeah well and and monday it's a little bit of a i don't know it's a write-off i don't know if that's the case though i still like i mean today's meant to be my day off from from my uh, part-time job uh, as a uh, real estate photographer, right? And I still got some emails coming in and some phone calls and whatnot. So from from that job, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I still count as work time. So if I do have to sit down on my computer and but you, but is that like being on call? Is that what that that's? It's not really on call. Like I've given my availabilities as uh, Monday to Wednesday and then yeah. optional Saturday sort of thing. So right, right, right. Um, if they do call call me on uh, on Thursday, Friday's kind of. Like hey, are they? Is it like a small small request, or are they like? Hey, yeah, I yeah. Fortunately, this. fortunately, it's a small request, but hey. Yeah, but but I guess if it's work that they have coming to you, then you can just charge it, right? So yeah, yeah I can, like, I can still like bill it. Yeah. So so it's not like someone calling me on a weekend for <laughs> to do to do work, which yeah. has happened, you know, quite a few times. But you know, I don't get paid extra or anything for it. Yeah, I just get paid. That's that's what's that's all. That's what always annoyed me with salary. The fact that no matter how much work I do, I will still get paid the same every single week. Yeah, mm. I don't know if I, I don't know if it's like it, it, to me for me anyway. It's like being uh, inherently a lazy person. This yeah. does not give me like a a sort of uh, incentive to do anything, sort of thing. Yeah, well, I guess when when you've been around uh, the corporate world, you can see a lot of people who have that exact mindset where you know they they do the Bare minimum, right? It's it's almost like. Uh, do you think? No, that's interesting that you said that. Do you think that those people who uh, display the bare minimum of results, yeah, get very far in the corporate world? No, they they generally don't. Um, I mean, it, it's pretty clear to see, especially like you know when when you talk to people who do the bare minimum. When you ask for anything from them, they they are very hesitant to commit to anything. They're they're always busy. They're always busy with something. They always say they're busy, but you know when it comes down mysteriously, to mysteriously, mysteriously busy. Like, oh, you know, you like ask them for like the smallest thing, and they're like, oh, I got this song. They 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 don't want to commit. 
but you know, the, and then there's other people who, um, who are the opposite of that. They're like, yeah, you know, we, that's something that I can, I can help you with, mm. even though they've got like other things on. Where do you put yourself in that scale? The Birmingham to like overachiever? Where's your scale from one to I'm 10? I'm definitely not overachiever. I'm, <laughs> but I probably like, let's say zero is absolute bare minimum. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's questionable how I even keep a job. <laughs> <laughs> really? Is that what no, you no, said? No, no, I'm saying like, <laughs> oh, okay, um, that's, okay, that's, no, the, no. that's the one. That's a, yeah. 10 is like, hey, give me everything. I want to smash it out, you know? I, I, I want to do, I, I want to do more work than what I'm getting paid for. That's, that's 10, right? Yeah. I'm probably leaning probably like a seven. I, I, I don't You're mind. You're like a seven? Yeah. That's still pretty up, up there. Yeah. Like I, I don't mind like helping people out because I can always call them like a favor like, later on. Oh, so, the favor economy. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone needs yeah. something, I'm like, uh, yeah, I can, I can do it. You know, I'll find some time to do it. Yeah. And I'm calling a favor later on. That's a good way to think about it. That is a very good way to think about it. I'd like to, I'd, I do want to like pick the brain of someone who's overachieving, right? Knowing that they, they can pay the same at the end of the week. What's, what is their sort of incentive to work so hard? The, the, I don't think their incentive is their current pay. Their incentive is like where their career is going. Okay, well. It's all about uh, achieving a goal and their goal is not like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, maximize my pay now. It's more like, what I'm doing leads towards yeah. a bigger goal or, a, or, or, or the next career step. That's that's a good way to put it. That's, that is definitely a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, you definitely get a mix of both. And when you have, you know, when you're in a bigger company, you generally have more dead weight. You know what though? I think that's also my problem. Like, uh, the, you know, the scale from like bare minimum to overachiever. I always like compare... I try, I try to actually, I try to, to relate the amount of work I do with the amount of pay I get per hour. There's, there's always that, uh, there's always that thought when I do something and I think it's, it's kind of hold me, holding me back from exploring too much or achieving a bit more than I should, should be, you know? Expand on that. What, what yeah, well, it's, it's, it's okay. So here's a very good opportunity that I got referred to last week. And it's one of the topics I want to talk about today. Um, so I was, uh, referred to by a friend, um, whom I've known for quite, quite many years to do a wedding videography Oh yeah, yeah. yeah as, as a lead videographer. Uh-huh. Right. So that was a, that's a pretty good opportunity to, to, great opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So, so that could expand on my knowledge and yeah. also like potentially, uh, allow me to book people to do some weddings. Right. And I sent him my rates thinking, you know, We'll see, we'll see where this goes. And obviously I, I was overcharging. And then he said like, hey, my budget is about 800 bucks. I'm thinking 800 bucks for 14 hours of work. That's, I mean, what's, what's sort of your, your, your rates anyway? Like, um, well, I, for 14 I, hours, what are you expecting? I was expecting like maybe a hundred bucks an hour or something, 100, 150 bucks an hour so kind of thing. Like $1,500. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously that's not how um, hired, videographers get paid freelance videographers videographers get paid with at weddings right so if you're like say you own a, a photography company and you want to add a, a video comp- component to it there's like a standard rate that usually usually would you would pay a videographer to come in and do that side of the of uh, of the wedding right now so i'm like oh, 800 bucks for 14 hours of work that's not too much right 
So I'm thinking, oh. So why, why is it 14 hours? How, how did you get well, to 14 hours? Usually weddings are like that. It's spe- oh, okay. especially especially from the Indo people. They love having their, their long ass 14 hours, like a whole day sort of weddings, right? Yeah. I feel like 800 bucks is kind of cheap, right? Well, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And then, then again, I, I don't really know what the average rates are. Well, I spoke, I, to find out, I actually spoke to my other friend who I rekindled with. I haven't seen her in like years, right? Yeah. And she owns a wedding videography business. Okay. So this is another friend. Yeah. And I'm like, how much do you, how much do you charge? And she, and she said about, uh, sorry, was it $500 for 12 hours of work? I'm like, <laughs> what? Damn. Really? Yeah. What? Wait. But it's just, so what, what is included though? Like photos, video? No, so this is for videographers, just video, right? So you're here yeah. from like dawn to dusk, taking as much footage as you can so you can create a story at the end. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I gotta be honest, fun bucks is like not much. For one whole day? Yeah, well, 12 cons- hours, right? Yeah. A standard work day is that, that, eight hours, That's right? like, that works out to be about 70 bucks an hour. <clears throat> yeah, it seems, yeah, I don't know. Really? 500 bucks. But anyways, my point yeah. is, um, I'm like, okay, 500 bucks, I understand. Like, I mean, my point is that I could have got, gone paid 800, 800 bucks had I accepted straight away, but mm. I didn't. I tried to negotiate the rate and then he was like, oh, no, this is over my budget, so. But were you sort of like sticking to your- Yeah, sort of. But, is that because you didn't know what other people were charging at the time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I was just trying to push my luck a, a little bit, yeah. and coming back to to the the whole topic, it's it's like um, my I could have taken on this opportunity and expand my knowledge and seeing the value that way as opposed to just just monetary value per hour sort of thing. So that kind of helped me back from uh, expanding my horizon, basically. Mm. It's it's funny you say that, yeah, because just just sort of thinking about your um, you know, your experience. I guess in, 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 in when, when you first started, you sort of took whatever job was out there for whatever money, like you didn't even know. I what. still should be doing that. Well, especially for something that's, that's like a new thing for you. Yeah. Right? So yeah, like now, now so in a, in a way, if I would, if, if this was the, this was the fung from like 12, 18 months ago, you would have definitely taken that for sure, right? Oh yeah. I would have for <laughs> sure. Not no yeah. questions asked, but knowing like it's just like knowing uh, what people are charging for, say, a real estate videos, right? Like you kind of, yeah, yeah, you kind of, yeah. I kind of get a bit, a bit of a big head now thinking about well, the if price. You think about it, like real estate video compared to like a super important day for somebody. Mm. It seems like it's it's not exactly proportional. Like you would think a, you know, like a a, a bit of advertising for real estate should cost a lot less than a a wedding video, which is, you know, super important. Yeah. Like I, I thought it would be a little bit of, a little bit of the other way. Well, it is like, I mean, that's why people are paying thousands of dollars for a, for a wedding video. Like some, uh, sometimes up to 7,000 bucks, like on the yeah, cheap, so, so, cheaper so ends, like $5,000. But then again, you have to think about like, uh, they probably bought, uh, they, they probably bring like a four person crew. So you have yeah. to t- pay for their time. That, so that, say, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So say you pay them 500 bucks a pop, right? For four, four person, that's already $2,000 gone. So what's left? And then you have to do the edits, which probably, which can equate to like maybe a hundred dollars an hour. 
and doesn't really leave you with much at the end. You're probably profiting about a thousand bucks per wedding. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, geez. Because when I was thinking about like wedding videos, I was thinking like in the thousand dollars, thousands of dollars. So when, when you talk to your friend who has that business, has that business and you know, she's charging 500. Per, per videographer, right? Or per videographer. Yeah, yeah. Per videographer. For 12 hours or whatever. Yeah. So what, what about like crew and stuff? Like how does that work? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if, if you say you have a two-man crew for a videographer, yeah. that's like $1,000 already. What about you with a no man crew except for yourself? Well, I, he, ha- he had another guy. He wanted me to br- uh, come on as a lead videographer and oh, like uh, yeah, kind of yeah. coordinate with the other videographer. Oh, okay. Like a B-roll kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Well, so I, guess anyways, like I missed that- out on the opportunity. It's just the thing is it was an opportunity that I should have taken, like in thinking in retrospect that I should have taken despite the pay because it's it could benefit me in the long run. Mm. Get it? You reckon so- you would have done a good job? Well, I was a bit afraid after that. I'm, to be honest with you, I'm kind of thankful he didn't go. He kind of like backed away from me because I'm thinking, I don't want to screw someone's day up because it's it's really important that you get it right. It's a yeah, it's, it's a very a important. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so let's say he was like, okay, I'll pay you your rate. What do you do then? What's what's the next step then? Uh, watch a hell of a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> but what about like, you Look, know. I'm, it's not like I'm not competent behind a, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a camera. So like I'm, I'm pretty good trying to ca- capture the shot. That's for sure. Like I'm not going to be like saying, I'm not going to say that I'm like the high top of the range videographer, but like I know my shit at, yeah. at least. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Like given, given what I've seen, you know, in, in those sort of disaster videos that you've seen on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Like, photos which is like you know out of focus or i don't want to be that that's that's such a fear of mine I, it's a yeah. fear of mine that i will fuck up but i feel like especially like nowadays when when you know cameras are like all digital yeah how can you not find one good like one good photo of like one particular scene out of like the you know hundreds you might take per scene and and like come you, again come again like Sorry. so so you know we we've both sort of seen really bad photos like wedding photos taken by incompetent wedding photographers sure. and, and videos as well. And I'm just thinking like, how, how does that even happen? Like, how do you, how are you so bad that like, are you just like hiring a, a random mate to take photos? I want to know the, the question I, I, to answer that question. I want to know how much they're getting paid. First of all, like if, if, if you're oh. going to say like, all right, you hired a photographer for a thousand bucks for the whole day, then I'm like, that yeah. photographer might not be as good as they sh- he should be for your wedding. Let's say let's let's say it's 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 your wedding, um, and someone with not much experience comes up to you and say, "Hey, I will take your. Uh, I, I'm happy to do your photo." Like this guy, obviously he, um, he can take photos, but he's not a professional. He's never been paid for top for photography. Would you take up take him up on the offer, or would you pay a few thousand dollars for a professional? Okay, you, you've seen the way I spend on my things, right? Yeah. Quality. I, I would not I would not cheap out on on something that's important to me. Um, that being said, I'll probably like, hey, cool, you can talk to my photographer, you can shadow him. That's that's cool. You can get all your shots. So you know, I'm happy for you to use my wedding as a, as your portfolio as, as your training stage. But I will not pay you for it. 
<laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, I guess yeah. I, I kind of feel like a lot of these really shit wedding photos are, you know, from a mate doing a favor for, yeah. you know, the, the people getting married. Hey man, but who knows? Maybe you have a keen eye for it. Maybe it's your first time and you, re- you, been trying to break into the wedding videography. I'm not going to say no. I just, I, but first, I'd, I'd like to see some of your work to see what you're uh, capable of, right? So for videographers, usually what they would do, and this is something I still have to do as well, uh, is they have a show reel. Okay. Show reel, yeah. yeah. So it's just a random edit that they do to, to basically show off what mm. they, can, uh, they can do behind mm. the screen, right? So if with that, you can usually judge how good they are. And how like their editing style and everything, right? Mm. So yeah, like if you if you have that and you show it to me, and then uh, you want to do my wedding, I'm like cool, but you are going to be heavily discounted. That's for sure. Heavily discounted. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I should have expected. Like thinking in retrospect, I'm like cool. I don't care if you pay me five hundred bucks. I will come on board to do the shoot for you because I want to get uh, the knowledge. Right. Yeah. So did, did they ask because you know? Cause they know that you're in the business. Yeah. Yeah. I got referred to. Right. It's, it's, uh, you know how we spoke about last week, how, um, celebrate your little wins. Um, I've been getting some referrals. Um, I did a shoot on Monday, Easter Monday. Mm. Um, the guy found me on the internet. He just randomly Googled someone and just messaged me and he, and offered me a job to do on, on the Monday. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's not a problem. Doing what? I just, uh, LinkedIn headshots. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Finding you out of yeah, yeah, so that, that was pretty good. So um, I had a chat with him, and we might be working together a little, little bit more, but that's beside the point. Mm. Anyways, um, the other topic I do want to talk about, we're still relating to the money side of things, is like service is so hard to service service. Yeah, service okay. like a, a, if you're offering a service to someone, yep. it's so hard to find a, the right price point. It's so I'm like. How do you, how do you even, how do you even know how much to charge people half the time, right? So that's 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 basically why I lost that contract, that wedding contract, mm. because I didn't know how much like a, a videographer should be paid. So kind of screwed up there. Yeah. Well, it, I guess a lot of that is ex- uh, experience, right? So initially, yeah. when you started doing, when you when you first got into videography, you didn't know how much you were charging, how much you're worth. You just sort of took whoever's going to pay you off off Gumtree, right? Hell yeah, <laughs> and obviously that that relationship wasn't uh, wasn't the best. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I actually just gave this advice to someone on uh, this Facebook group page that um, I follow. And the question is like, how, if a low paying client comes up to you and like, hey, offers you like a, a barely a bare minimum sort of pay, what do you do? What how do you how do you approach that? I'm like, okay, well. The, the way you look at things, and this is thinking retrospect when I first started doing those jobs for like $70 an hour kind of thing, yeah. um, flying my drone for somebody. I said to that person, it's like, hey, if you're going to be doing this, like what's the value you're getting out of it ex- in terms of experience? Mm. If mm. you're going to get some experience value out of it, then sure, take the job, but keep it, keep it short sort of thing. As in if the experience you get is worth more than whatever you're getting paid, yeah, then yeah. it's worth doing it for yeah. whatever they're willing to pay. That's right. And uh, yeah. now thinking back, thinking to that uh, advice I gave to that person, I totally like just threw it out, threw it out the mm. window when I went to this one because it, it would have been a good one because I think I saw some of his video and they're really good. Mm. So how, how far do you think you're, um, you're, you're right away from a point where 
there is steady, you know, a project coming your way and you can reject some because they're either not interesting or they don't pay enough. Do you think that's maybe a year away? It depends on what project it is though. Yeah. Because I've got, I've got one project right now that's coming my way. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I'm going to be very interested in it. So Is it paying well? Decent. Decent. It's decent. It's the recurring $400 a month or sort of thing. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty pretty similar to sort of my situation, right? Yeah. Where something is not super interesting, but the money is, you know. Well, let's talk about that. Good. Like what, what do you do? Like in, in, your, <laughs> in your particular instance, right? Uh, yeah. are, you, are you comfortable with disclosing the amount that they're going to pay? No, <laughs> no, you're not. Okay. Well, let's you know, say it's it's, it's 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 decent enough for you, right? So, what do you do? Like, it's it's a really good pay. Like you you yeah. told about uh, told me about it. it's it's enough for most people to be comfortable. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. Do you say no? Do you but like that? That's that's exactly why you know the the question that I asked you was like, at, at what point does it become not about the money, and really about the interest in that particular project or that that job? Like, I'd know, like to know that too. That's an interesting question to ask, yeah. right? Because, you know, if, if, you, if you take on a, a job um, that is not super interesting and you just do it because it's there and obviously it pays the bills pretty well, like, is, is that a bad thing or should you be really taking your time to go for something that is, that actually motivates you to, to, um, to, I guess, do your best. Overachieve. Overachieve. That kind of brings it back to the question that we were talking about yeah. before this. Like, hey, why do you overachieve knowing that your level of, of, of achievement or level of your uh, experience and, and willing to do, to do the work outweigh the amount you pay, you get paid for? And, and I feel like a lot of those, you know, back to that, what, what you mentioned just, yeah. just now, like a lot of people who are, you know, in that one, two or three sort mm-hmm. of, you know, um, dead weight category, they're sort of just around because they're getting paid well enough. Yeah. Pretty well. And they've either been doing it for so long or they're just good enough at the job that they, they are providing the bare minimum that they don't need that, that, you know, and, and what they're doing is, is not particularly interesting either. So there's no motivation to get into that five, six, seven, eight in terms of overachieving, mm. but they're, they're getting paid enough. Like that's sort of, that that is that uh, that whole thing about doing something for so long that you get comfortable at it, and then you sort of just drift, <laughs> just drift through life. So, you, so know? you know how we talk about that metaphor about like putting goal goal post and never actually reaching it. This yeah. po- these people are probably reached that goal post and like traveled like kilometers. Oh uh, yeah, before, yeah. They, you know, and then they haven't really like looked at the the the, the future sort of career goals and there's no future goal post. Yeah, for them, yeah. You know, like. I, I feel like that's that's exactly where I was, you know, in, in my previous job. Like I, I didn't know where previous previous job. I didn't know where that goalpost was. Like I didn't I didn't feel like I I, I didn't feel like I've been set a goalpost. I just Is that, kept um, going. That's the go- that's the job you were at for like, a long time for for that. Uh, how, how long was it? Like seven years. Yeah, eight years. Yeah. Like I didn't even know I had a goalpost. To be honest with you, like that was that was just. That was, that was like uh, towards the tail end that we started meeting and, and yeah. doing, doing this podcast, yeah. right? When you told me that you've been in for a company for, for seven to eight years and there was no progression or uh, that you kind of not, you didn't really move up, but you kind of moved laterally in yeah. the company, yeah. right? That kind of really baffled me, right? 
Again, really you know, baffled at me. the time the money yeah. was good enough and, and I didn't have too many expenses. It wasn't like, mm. like if I struggled like financially, I would have been out of there. Ah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there was no financial <laughs> motivation either. Can I ask the question? Yeah. Judging from that bare minimum scale to overachiever scale yeah. from zero to 10, yeah. what would you rate yourself back then? Uh, probably like a four. Wow. Like three that's, or four. Yeah. That's a, that's a big jump. Yeah. Four to seven now. Yeah. In, like, obviously, so now you do give a shit when you do, when you work at, uh, at your company. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause obviously, especially like as a contractor, you know, I, I, I have to sort of almost show that I'm show my value all the time. Cause it's pretty easy to get rid of me. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like what I'm doing is, is interesting as well. Whereas before it's like a bit, yeah. Right. So if, if the work is not interesting, the pay is, is good enough that that doesn't, that it, it doesn't bother you that you're not getting paid more or whatever, or whatever. Can we say, say that one again? I think that's really interesting. Like yeah, the, so where the pay doesn't bother you. Where the pay doesn't, um, is, is not like, doesn't um, stick out like a sore thumb. It's, it doesn't bother you that it's, it's either not enough or, or, or anything like that. It's just pays the bills. You're very comfortable. Like why do you have to do, and, and, and I was pretty good at my job as well. So why do I have to do a lot more based on that pay, especially when I didn't even know where I was going? So what, what, am, I, what am I sort of focusing my effort towards? If I didn't know where I was going, I wasn't getting paid much more. I didn't need to get paid much more. I felt there like was no so. personal goal basically, right? Yeah, there was no goalpost. It was yeah. just um, you just keep, keep walking on that field. No, no goalpost. Yeah. But now I feel like there, there is a goalpost. I feel like I, I know where I want to go. And, you know, in, in this uh, one particular opportunity that may be coming towards me, it doesn't, it's not in the direction of the goalpost. That's good. Though, that's, that's good that you know that. That's good that you know yeah. that this opportunity, despite the, 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 pay, the pay, which is really well, that you know that this is not for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot, a lot of time in the, corporate world as well a lot of people don't have that that goalpost because they are because they don't really i guess th- there's no there's no reason to have a goalpost right you almost just you know do your job you get paid that's that's the nine to five that's that's the that's yeah. the job yeah yeah but you know for me there's like a different motivation now it's like it's not just money it's i want to do something that's that's interesting and those people who underachieve or who you know, do the bare minimum and, and don't really have any goalposts to, to do anything else. It's, it's almost like, it's almost like they, they don't need to, um, you know, go from company, company, company to company, you know, to, to get paid more or whatever. Cause every time they move a company, they have to improve their worth. Right. So they have to work. So they don't, they, they don't want to do that. They, they don't want to do that. It's yeah. like, you got to learn, you got to, you know, learn whatever new, new thing that they have to learn at the new job. Um, they're going to show their worth. They're going to show people who, who've been there for a while, you know, why they hired you. It's like that, that, that whole thing for me, you know, I, I've, I, I felt exactly that. Like, why do I have to go somewhere to prove myself again? When people here already know me, I'm, I'm pretty like, you know, well-known, like why, why do I have to go anywhere else? But now that I have had make that switch at least once, it's like, yeah, I, I, I can do that. It's, it's a challenge, but I can do that. And and so I'm, I'm less sort of uh, 
less afraid of change and less, um, uh, and, and I guess more interested in, in challenging myself, even though it's something that I haven't done before because it is somewhere I want to go. Interesting. Good stuff. Good stuff. So I guess you could say, to finish this off, I guess you could say stay uncomfortable. <laughs> Always stay uncomfortable. Like people, people ask me now, like, you know, when, when they're unhappy about their position, I'm more like, have you, have you looked around? Like what's out there? So you're always looking despite not uh, accepting the job or not. Yeah. I'm, I'm always looking. I'm always tell, telling people to, to always be looking like, yeah. why, why wouldn't you be looking? Like if, if somebody is at, at the bare minimum, if somebody is willing to pay you more for doing the same job, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. You know, I think there's a stigma though. Like, I mean, just, I, th- I think we're, we're about time, but like, I'm just going to finish this one off. Like, I think there's a stigma of, you know, looking around, like stay, staying loyal to the company and whatnot. But, um, I think people should realize that it is a sort of a two-way road sort of thing, right? When you're working with a company, like obviously there's value that the company provides with you to you and there's value that you provide to the company. So there shouldn't be sort of a, a stigma when you think about like going for another role, at least potentially looking like it's, it's something that you should, I think should be a, you should be able to openly talk about with your peers. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I guess it's, a, it's, it's different if you're like at a very, very high level, you know, they obviously need to keep you around, but you know, if you're like just a grunt like me, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with, with looking in and seeing what's out there and um, sure. just, just challenging yourself. It does, doesn't hurt. Yeah. Well, there we go. All right, everybody. That was the Escape Bro podcast for today. Um, any last words, Ron? No, stay uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, Remember, we are on Facebook. We are also on Instagram. So uh, drop us a a message. And we are also on YouTube. So hit that like button, that notification, and also leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you guys. Have a good one. Thank you.